For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Yeshua, from Genesis to Revelation. This is part 22 of the series. What is the duration of time of the exile of the northern kingdom? Well, in Ezekiel in chapter 4 and verses 4 through 6, Ezekiel was told to lay on his side. He was told to lay on his left side for the judgment that would come upon the northern kingdom. As it is written, Lie thou upon your left side and lay the iniquity of the house of Israel upon it. That is the northern kingdom. That is the ten tribes. That's the house of Joseph or Ephraim. Ezekiel chapter 4 verse 5. For I've laid upon you the years of their iniquity according to the number of the days, 390 days. And then it says in Ezekiel 4 6, I have appointed you each day for a year. So the judgment upon the northern kingdom was 390 years. Well, the ultimate taking of the northern kingdom by the Assyrians took place in the year 721 BC. And 390 years later is when the Greeks came and they became the dominant ruler in the earth. And that is when the Assyrian captivity of the northern kingdom was declared to be over if they would repent. But corporately, the northern kingdom did not repent of their sins. So we are then told in Leviticus chapter 26 that if you do not repent, that your punishment is multiplied by seven. Leviticus 26 verse 18, if you will not yet for all this hearken unto me, then I will punish you seven times. Leviticus 26 21, if you walk contrary to me, that means not follow Torah, I will punish you seven times. Leviticus 26, 24, if you will walk contrary unto me, I will punish you seven times. Leviticus 26, verse 28, if you will walk contrary to me, I will chastise or punish you seven times. So if we multiply 390 years times seven, we have the total duration of time of the punishment of the northern kingdom is 2,730 years. Well, from 721 before the common era, if we add 2,000 1,730 years, we come to approximately 2,009. Now, we haven't kept perfect calendar for the last 2,730 years. All this indicates to us is that we are in the season of the end of the time of the exile of the northern kingdom. And since the time of their captivity is ending, the God of Israel is going to begin the process to unite 
like the 12 tribes of Israel. There's a prophecy in Ezekiel chapter 11 that the house of Judah, the Jewish people, will say to the 10 tribes that the land of Israel belongs to them. They won't be willing, at least at first, to share it. Ezekiel chapter 11 verse 14, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Son of man, your brethren, even your brethren, the men of your kindred, and all the house of Israel holy, which is going to be speaking of and including the 10 tribes, are they unto whom the inhabitants of Jerusalem or the house of Judah or the Jews have said, get you far from the Lord for unto us is this land given in possession. As a result, the Lord makes the statement, Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 17. Therefore, thus is the Lord God, I will even gather you from the people and assemble you out of the countries where I've scattered you and I will give you the land of Israel. In the art scroll commentary to Ezekiel on page 198 and 199, the commentary is as follows. Since the entire exiled community, including the 10 tribes, was the butt of Jerusalem or the house of Judah or the Jewish people's derision in Ezekiel 11 verse 15, it follows that the forthcoming promise of reconciliation includes them all. And it goes on to say that this prophecy is associated with messianic time. The state of Zion will be born during the tribulation period. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 1, it is written, and there appeared a great sign in heaven. And in describing the sign, it goes on to say at the end of the verse that it is a woman that upon her head is a crown of 12 stars. What do the 12 stars represent? The 12 stars represent the 12 tribes of Israel. Why is there a crown on her head? The crown represents authority, ruling and reigning. And when do the 12 tribes have a crown on their head? When do they rule and reign in the earth? When Messiah sets up his kingdom? So this is a prophetic sign of this coming about. Now the way I could read the word sign in Hebrew is Zion. There appeared a great Zion in heaven. And once we see the woman having a crown on her head, ruling and reigning, then her enemies are under her feet. And so regarding her enemies, it says the sun and the moon are under her feet. The moon represents Islam and the sun represents Greco-Roman Christianity. Once we have the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel, Messiah setting up his kingdom, there will be no Greco-Roman Christianity. There will be no celebration of Christmas and Easter. There will be no meeting on the Sunday and calling it the Sabbath. That it says in Isaiah in chapter 2 and verse 3 that out of Zion shall go forth the Torah in the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. This woman is appearing during the time of tribulation. It says in Revelation chapter 12 verse 2 that she being with child, the child that is being born is Zion who births the Messiah. That we have the birth of Zion and Zion births the Messiah or reveals the Messiah or the Messiah is birthed in Zion is another way to understand and look at it. That travailing in birth, she is in pain to be delivered. What is her pain? Her pain is the way in which she is being created. She's being created in rebellion against a Palestinian state that the present government of Israel is agreeing to and is the plan and the purpose of the international community. In Micah chapter 5 and verse 2, there's a prophecy about 
the Messiah, where it says in, But you, Bethlehem Ephratah, though you be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel. That is referring to the Messiah, Yeshua. Then it says in Micah chapter 5, verse 3, He will give them up. What does it mean that the Messiah will give them up? It means that he will hide his face. Isaiah in chapter 8 in verse 17 as it is written and I will wait upon the Lord that hides his face from the house of Jacob I will look for him who is the house of Jacob looking for the Messiah but in looking for the Messiah initially he is hiding his face so he will give them up hide his face until the time that she which travails is brought forth who is travailing to bring forth it is Zion and she's being born in a day during the tribulation Isaiah 66 verse 8 and once Zion is born then the remnant of his brethren shall return on the children of Israel that is the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel the birth of Zion is a sign for the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel now the redemption of Zion is likened unto Isaac which in Hebrew is Yitzhak which means laughter Psalm 126 in verse 1 it is written when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion we were like them that dream. The subject is the turning of the captivity of Zion, which is the end of the exile and the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel. Associated with this is Psalm 126 verse 2. Then our mouth was filled with laughter. The word laughter in Hebrew is Yitzhak. Therefore, since biblical history is prophecy, that the birth of Isaac in the book of Genesis is a prophecy of the birth of Zion in the end of days. And in the Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 1 and page 641, it explains that all the rabbis agree that Isaac was born on the first day of Passover. In Genesis, in chapter 21, in verse 1, in describing the birth of Isaac, it says, And the Lord visited Sarah. And it says he visited her in Genesis 21, verse 2 at the set time. The word set time is the Strong's number 4150. It's the Hebrew word moed, which means an appointed time. And it's the Hebrew word that means a festival. What festival or what appointed time was Isaac born? He was born at the time of the year, which would be celebrated as Passover. And his birth is worded like it is a redemption that is coming to Sarah. And the word that is used is visited. Visited is a code word that means the God of Israel is going to redeem his people. When did the children of Israel come out of Egypt? It was in the month of Passover, the biblical month Aviv, and it is known by the term today as Nisan. And the rabbis see that it's in the biblical month of Aviv or Nisan that will begin the redemption of the 12 tribes in the future. And we can see this from the book From Exile to Redemption, Volume 2, page 111 by Rabbi Menachem Schneerson. And it says, Rabbi Eliezer said, In Nisan our people were redeemed, and in Tishrei, that is, in the seventh month, the month 
of Rosh Hashanah or Yom Teruah, Yom Kippur and the Feast of Tabernacles, that is the month of Tishrei. However, Rabbi Yehoshua says that in Nisan, our people were redeemed and in Nisan, they will be redeemed. The Midrash determines that according to the view of Rabbi Yehoshua, that the time of the redemption is the month of Nisan. Let's see how when it says in Genesis 21.1 that the Lord visited Sarah, that that word visit is a code word that means the redemption of Israel. Genesis chapter 50 verse 24 it is written, Joseph said to his brethren, I die and God will surely visit you. What is visiting his people? I'm going to bring you out of this land, that is the land of Egypt, into a land that I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob. This was the code word that Moses used to tell the elders of Israel. Exodus chapter 3 verse 16. The Almighty instructed Moses to do the following. Go and gather the elders of Israel and say to them, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, appeared to me saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. As a result of conveying this code word, I have visited you, which means I'm going to redeem you. Exodus chapter 4 verse 31 is written, and the people believed. And when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel, we can see with the birth of John the Baptist or Yochanan the Immerser in Luke chapter 1, we are told regarding this event in Luke chapter 1 verse 67, that his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. So this is what the Holy Spirit is saying. Verse 68, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. Visited and redeemed his people. Luke 1 verse 71, that we should be saved from our enemies. Luke 1 72, to perform the mercy promised our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. You see, the redemption or the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel is being associated with saved from our enemies, the judgment of the nations. And it's on behalf of fulfilling the promise that was made to the forefathers. And so this is what the Holy Spirit prophesied with the birth of John the Baptist. Now, the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel is associated with Zion, bringing you to Zion. And Zion is a horticulture term that's associated with grafting. The Hebrew word Zion is rendered into the English or into Old English. It is spelled S-C-I-O-N. And grafting is where the Zion is a detached shoot or twig containing buds from a woody plant. Grafting is the method of plant propagation widely used in horticulture where the tissues of one plant are encouraged to fuse with those of another. Grafting can only be done between reasonably closely related plants. What this means is that Christmas and Easter does not graft with Passover and tabernacles. What this means is that Sunday does not graft with Sabbath, Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. They have to be closely related. And in other words, we have the returning of the Torah by those who believe that Yeshua is the Messiah in the end of days and returning to Torah. They want to celebrate the Sabbath. They want to keep the biblical festivals. They want to eat biblically clean food. They don't believe exactly the same as Judah, but they do believe in following the Torah. They do believe in keeping the Sabbath. They do believe in keeping the annual festivals. And so they're reasonably close.
closely related plants. And from this, a graft can be made. In Romans chapter 11, verse 26, it says, And so all Israel shall be saved. Israel that is saved is Zion that is grafted. The salvation of Israel is when we have the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel through the redemptive work of Yeshua the Messiah and him setting up his kingdom in redeeming Israel from the nations. Historically, when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, we are told in Exodus chapter 19 verse 4, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bear you on eagles' wings. They came out of Egypt by going into the wilderness and the phraseology is and the imagery is I bear you on eagles' wings. In Revelation in chapter 12 in verse 1, when we see this woman who has a crown of 12 stars that she flees into the wilderness in Revelation 12 verse 6 for 1,260 days and she was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness. The fleeing in the wilderness is the ingathering of the 12 tribes of Israel and we can see that the return of the 12 tribes to the land of Israel takes place during the three and a half years prior to Messiah setting his feet down on the Mount of Olives. Messiah sets his feet down on the Mount of Olives on Yom Kippur. You subtract three and a half years from that and the season that begins the Great Tribulation is Passover. Passover is the month of redemption. So from Passover, which is the beginning of the last three and a half years, is the period of time that the exiles of Israel will be returning to the land of Israel because of the sign that they see and that sign is the birth of the state of Zion. Historically in Exodus chapter 14 when the children of Israel came out of Egypt they ended up camping by the sea and the Lord spake unto Moses saying speak to the children of Israel that they turn and camp and that they encamp by the sea because in Exodus 14 verse 3 Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel that they are entangled in the land and the wilderness has shut them in and and then in Exodus 14 verse 5, it was told of the king of Egypt that the people fled. And the heart of Pharaoh and of his servants was turned against the people. And they said, why have we done this, that we should let Israel go from serving us? And he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. And he took 600 chosen chariots. And in Exodus chapter 14 verse 10, Pharaoh drew nigh and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And in Exodus chapter 14 verse 13, Moses said to the people, fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. This word salvation is Yeshua. See the Yeshua of our Lord. So the picture is from Pharaoh coming after the children of Israel as they were leaving from Egypt, which is a prophetic foreshadowing of leaving the nations of the world, that Pharaoh will come after them or in the future, the beast system will come after them. However, However, when the beast system comes after them, just like Pharaoh was defeated, the beast system will be defeated and they will see Yeshua. They will see the salvation of the Lord. That's why we have in Exodus in chapter 15 verse 4, we're told that Pharaoh and his army drowned in the sea. And in Exodus chapter 15 verse 1, Pharaoh and his army are described as the horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. This this is 
is prophetic of Revelation chapter 12 that in Revelation chapter 12 verse 3 there appeared a wonder or a sign in heaven that is a great red dragon and the woman who gives birth in Revelation chapter 12 that the woman flees into the wilderness and it says in Revelation 12 15 that the serpent cast out of his mouth water as flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood and the earth helped the woman and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. Historically with the defeat of Pharaoh and his army they sang the song of Moses. In getting the victory over the beast and the beast system in Revelation chapter 15 verse 3 those who are playing their harps Revelation chapter 15 verse 2 they sing the song of Moses and they sing the song of the lamb. The song of the lamb is the song of the Messiah to unite the 12 tribes of Israel. Historically in Exodus chapter 15 verse 6 it was the right hand that defeated Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea. In Exodus 15 verse 12 it says you stretched out your right hand and the earth swallowed them. The right hand in the arm refers to Yeshua the Messiah. Psalm chapter 44 in verse 3 tells us that the children of Israel defeated their enemies in the promised land by the right hand and the arm. And then speaking of the future, speaking about the time of the day of the Lord and the ingathering of the 12 tribes of Israel, Psalm 98 verse 1 says, Sing unto the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm has gotten him the victory. If we look at the book of Obadiah, there is a prophecy there at the end of the book of Obadiah chapter 1 verse 21 it says saviors will come upon Mount Zion to judge the Mount of Esau and the kingdom will be the Lord's at the time that the kingdom is being the Lord's that is the setting up of the messianic kingdom that prior to that saviors will come upon Mount Zion in the Torah anthology volume 1 of the 12 prophets page 489 the Jewish commentary is that these saviors or liberators that will come upon Mount Zion refers to the 10 tribes of Israel. Well, in Revelation chapter 14 and verse 1, where we're told that the 144,000 are on Mount Zion, it says in Revelation 14 verse 3 that they sing a new song because they were redeemed from the earth. Psalm 137 verse 1 says, By the rivers of Babylon we wept when we remembered Zion and we hanged our harps on the willows. Hanging your harp on the willow is associated with being in Babylon. And when your harp is on the willow, you can't play it. So our captives require us a song in Psalm 137 verse 3. And they say, sing us one of the songs of Zion. Well, the song of Zion is sung on Mount Zion. It is Messiah gathering the 12 tribes of Israel. In Revelation chapter 14 verse 1, it says a lamb stood on Mount Zion and with him 144,000. And what are they doing? In Revelation 14 verse 2, they're playing their harps. What we're going to see is, and what we're going to explain is the function and the role of the 144,000. They are redeemers. Well, that's going to conclude part 22 of the series on the subject, Yeshua. 
from Genesis to Revelation. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.